right, I, I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. Guest at Pressure Points with your two favorite hosts, I'm D, and this is my Super Smash Bro, AJ. We're coming at you with Season 5, Episode 39, The Prime Supremacist of South Africa. I'm talking about apartheid, so stick with it. Find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Points Pressure. Let's get to it, QE Pies. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Perfect timing. Yeah, fucking on on point. Ever since we got this new program, everything's I'm been fucking smooth. killing it with intros. Unfortunately, your intros can't carry an audience. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they don't bring in anything new. All right. Well, welcome back. Uh, last week was a it was a little crazy, but uh, we're back on our regularly scheduled non live episodes. So here we are. We're here. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking we up something. It. You're good. A term that <laughs> you're, you're fine. a term that I heard earlier today and just remembered. I don't know you're what it okay. means. Uh, how was your week? You know, it's it was not bad. Yeah, you know, just kind of. It was a chill. It was a slower homework week. I didn't have a clinical last Saturday or this yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> so that was nice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we, uh, we had a Manchurian candidate. Ah, uh, I was hoping we, you we would a remember little, it. Little that. mandate on a Saturday. It was nice. We Got went, some metal bowls. We found a <laughs> yeah. an oyster cross. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So AJ and I for the first time in like I feel like it's been a it's year. It's been a hot minute. It's been like a year since I mean, we've fucking done anything, just you and I together. Yeah, pretty outside much before of, outside you. of the house. Yeah, because I mean everything's just it was been before you moved to Salt basement. Lake. Yeah, which was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, no, because we went and had um we had dinner with with Thomas from New York. But I mean, oh yeah, but but other than that, yeah, like that that's all we've done. Everything else since is COVID, just, yeah, pretty much. It's just been basement or, in the house. or we're with girlfriends and wives, so. Uh yeah, it was it was, it was fun. nice. Yeah. yeah, went to throw got some, some sushi, some thrift shops, got some sushi on the company dime. It was yeah. a, it was a pressure points meeting, so it's it's a business yeah. expense. Yeah, the IRS will yeah. if you're listening, IRS. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a grand old time. Got up to some shenanigans. Oh yeah, yeah. Rekindled uh, our love for one another. Yeah, it, it really reconnected us to who we were. Yeah. No front doorstep kisses, though. So uh, Yeah, sucks. we only go down the back road, <laughs> yeah. the back door. Yeah. Back door 69ing for sure, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't, need to, you don't need a kiss to get ready. For we just go, each of us, mouthful of ass. <laughs> <laughs> so just ask. <laughs> it's, a, it's a human centipede circle. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. But yeah, uh... It was a good, good little weekend. Nice little ability, or not ability. Nice little like trip out of the house. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who are subscribed on Patreon, uh, we uploaded October's episode on November second, um, <laughs> uh, and uh, AJ went over basically Project all Coast. of yeah, all of apartheid. Oh yeah, and I got I got fucking ratioed by some asshole. Uh, it's apartheid. Apartheid. Oh, okay. 
That's what happens when I was born after it. Yeah. <laughs> also, it was my father. Oh, I see. Uh, but I, I knew he wasn't like, it's pronounced this way. But I could tell he wanted to correct me because yeah. he sent me a Snapchat. And it was like, I remember. He sent that to me, too. Yeah. Do you re- yeah. do you remember how many times he repeated the phrase apartheid? Yeah. Apartheid. <laughs> apartheid was crazy. I remember apartheid. Yeah. Apartheid so he cool. fucking did that. Called you out. I mean, you got the snap, too. Get it right. You're the one who said it this episode. He sent it and was like, hey, this is for your awareness. He even even messaged me and he was like, AJ's the one that said it wrong, not me. So I'm in the clear. Yeah, yeah, you're (laughs) saying. He was like, this bitch-ass kid. (laughs) Who the fuck raised this kid? Uh, So, so yeah, 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 yeah. I talked talked about about apartheid. We're we're so synced up. Um, yeah, apartheid and just some of the basically the biological weapons program of the South African Defense Force. Yes, which the is way SAF. cooler than U.S. Air Force. Yeah, USAF. U.S. Dumb Navy. Yeah, U.S. Army. Boring. Lame. Defense Force. Yeah. South oh, so to start your episode, force. I wanted to share two quotes. Hold on, three quotes <laughs> to really set up just the personality. Of, of me. P.W. Botha. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nelson Mandela can rot in prison until he dies or I die, whichever takes longer. Yep. That's a great one. We it's got, random. I am sick and tired of the hollow parrot cry of apartheid. I've said many times that the word apartheid means neighborliness. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you want to know what's... No, I'll get into his neighborliness. We'll get into that. We'll later. get get into that. All right, one 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 more. Most blacks are happy, except those who have had other ideas pushed into their ears. <laughs> what the fuck? So that's gonna set up yeah. who the prime supremacist of South yeah, Africa. Grand. Is. He's such a fucking just shitbag piece of shit. Yeah. So uh, to preface all of this, before you do like a, you said you were going to do a little slight history. Oh, I have like history. a 30-second like catch-up. Yeah. Um, but before you do any of that, to all of those who are on Patreon um, that listened to the episode uh, last week, this week, whatever, October's episode, um, I came out and I was like, oh, yeah, I did, like, I've read about Botha. Oh, this guy, I know this guy, like, I... I did a I've read about this and I know so much about it already. Here's the thing. I went into my notes and I pulled him up and it turns out the Botha that I was looking at previously was a dude from 1899 uh that had nothing to do with apartheid. That's Hold 90 on. years later. I know, I know. The other thing is that I've read about Another dictator that was in Ghana in the 70s, like same fucking time period. He was in Ghana and he did mass genocide and I will do an episode on him. But I got the like I recognized the name and I recognized African dictator and I was like, oh, shit, those are the two. I've got Botha in my like I've got Botha right here in my notes. That's who I'm thinking of. So the whole time we were talking on the uh, Patreon exclusive episode, I was referring to like a Ghana dictator 
So all of those cool things, I was like, oh, man, I've got like I've got a crazy account for you. I've got all this cool shit. None of that was this guy. Wrong guy. Yeah. Totally wrong dude. Read about this one, and this is a it's a fucking hefty episode. I would like to get through it quickly, but I don't think that's going to happen. There's too much to talk yeah, about. I went on this down topic. a fucking massive rabbit hole on this. Uh, I think this is the most work that I put into an episode in like three seasons. So yeah, bear with me. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, go ahead and uh, take it away with apartheid. So pretty much, it's a <laughs> it's another L for colonialism. <laughs> Really, like early 1900s, it got it started to get worse, and apartheid is it's just legalized segregation, like more so than God. was really seen in a lot I of areas. I fucking love nationalists so oh, much. Oh yeah, right, <laughs> Jesus. And then in 1948, the Nationalist Party mm-hmm. won the election and basically took power, very similar to Adolf Hitler's rise to power. Essentially, they got elected. And then they seized power, and they there there was already some laws about segregation. They went, they took the ten percent amount of laws and went a hundred and ten percent. Like they, they amped it in. up, and it's you know it's as shitty as you'd expect it to be. Like uh, you know, horrible segregation, people not paying you the same based on the color of your skin. And it affected Re- refusal to even consider you a citizen of South Africa, of the place where your family yeah. has lived, where you're since... currently living. You have that, yeah. and where you know you have had family for generations from before this government. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. It, it's just completely. It's crazy to think about how like intense it was. Like it, you think about America in 1948. We had not gone through the um, the civil rights movement, yeah. but we had gone through the abolition of slavery. So it was kind of in that gray area where in a lot of parts, especially in the Deep South, it was really shitty. Mm-hmm. But it was but still better. It was still better yeah. than apartheid pretty much at any point. Like, yeah. And apartheid yeah. also, this isn't just like, this isn't like, uh, what the fuck am I trying to say? Uh, sorry, I am so brain dead. I've done like three hours of notes tonight. Four hours of notes. It's been a lot. Um, but it it's not like the rise and fall of Nazis in Germany. This is over the course of like borderline fifty years. Yeah, officially the count started in the early nineteen hundreds, so about a hundred years. Yeah, if you want to go official. But since the Nationalist Party takeover. Yeah, about 40, 50, 40 48 to, 50 to like 1948 to just like 91 just before the or eight, yeah, I think it, I think it goes something. into 1990. Well, it goes into like, it, but just I think touches like, it. I think it's like 1990. It's like it's August the, 1990. The president after this guy yeah. began yeah. He's the, on the end of yes, apartheid. the end of it. So, um you know, late 80s early 90s. A lot like 40 a long ass 40 time. almost 50 years. This shit goes on for a long time. Somebody who was a kid time, when the yeah. Nationalist Party takes over could be dead or very 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 old by the time this ends it's it's fucked so we're gonna start off um with i'm gonna kind of talk about his history and it's not the thing is this episode is very different from what i usually do because generally i 
I do this cool like storytelling of of an event. This is just you're doing it in my I was, style. I was telling AJ that it's like for me, it's like telling about the Reagan administration and why they were fucked up, and at the same time trying to do it my it's it's I'm I'm fucked up about it's how new. I did my notes. It's new very style. new to me, but bear with me. So. Uh, P.W. Botha went to the University of the or- – it's called Orange Free State, and it was actually uh, one of the first universities in South Africa. He started at one, basically like did his generals there, and then he went to Orange Free State, and that's where he started studying law, and he dipped his toes into politics. And he was like, okay, I'm going to focus politics now. And – uh, during this time, he joined what was called the Aseva Brandvag, uh, which was basically Africa's approach at the. It was it was an African Nazi sympathizer party. Nice. Um, and this is like they went into this knowing this. This is like the nineteen thirty, like nineteen thirty eight, when he joins this. Uh, so the Nazis are up to some fucking bullshit. And in 1942, after the Nazis attack the Allies, the USSR, um, that's when Botha puts his hands up and he says, you know, well, this isn't all like this isn't what I fully believe in. This isn't what I agree with. So he changes his allegiance, like politically, to christian nationalism which is you know just is that totally that is so different so different <laughs> yeah fuck out of here so he switches over to christian nationalism and in 1945 uh he speaks at his university and the prime minister is visiting and this is the prime minister that has like mind you this is the prime minister that's before uh, the nationalists take over before apartheid begins, but they're all, it's the same prime minister. I don't remember his name, but it's the same dude. Like, yes, it, it's hard to explain, but yeah, same guy is visiting and, uh, Botha speaks during this event. And the guy, like the prime minister is like, Oh wow. He's very well spoken. He's very racist. Fantastic. He, he really, what he's saying really yeah. resounds with you personally, D. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Christian nationalist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I fucking love Christian nationalists. So the prime minister, prime minister hears him speak and he's blown away by how well-versed Botha is already. Um, and so he ends up taking Botha to the side after his speech and offers him a position within the nationalist party. And he gives him basically the, uh, like the national party organizer in Cape town. Um, it was also like seen as the, uh, national, like basically the person that's over the youth in, Oh, so like the the Hitler youth leader. Pretty much. Yeah. Like that's a perfect explanation for it. So, uh, he gets offered this position and he works with the Nationalists for 20 years um, until 1966. Apartheid had begun in 1948, like you said. <clears throat> and uh, 
over these 20 years from 1946 to 1966 that uh, Botha is in politics, he's with the Nationalist Party and he's bouncing from position to position, just working his way up. Um, <clears throat> sucking dicks left and right. Oh, yeah. Only white ones and getting to the top. So uh, in 1966, though, he becomes the Minister of Defense. And this is vital. I know that if you haven't heard the Patreon episode, you'd be like, 1960s, what the fuck? But this is fucking huge for AJ's episode that he did Mm -hmm. on Thursday because in the 60s is where things really got fucking sneaky. Like, it wasn't so much just, like, this is where apartheid really gets worse. It's that they were doing like CIA level shit. Well, yeah, my yeah. my father said that. Oh, what was it? He because we were talking about how I don't I don't want to give too much away from my episode, but how basically how the guy that I was talking about was being observed by the CIA. I talked about that in the episode and how they were. It, it said that they were inspired by this guy and by this project yeah. to, uh, you know, introduce crack to the inner city, targeting black people. That Like, there, there's an, an entire point there, and he, he always said that the CIA was never conspicuous. Yeah. You know, in, in a sense. I don't remember the exact words. But it's like, yeah, this is the time when people saw the CIA getting away with so much yeah. crazy shit. Like, this is really when it started, that other governments were like, Oh wait, we can just do this? Like we can do this to our own people? Early okay. 1900s. Oh, that's ghastly. How dare you? Yeah. You know, test upon your own people. And then <laughs> Adolf Hitler does it, and then everyone's like, oh Everybody shit. in the intelligence community, you know, is now just related to the Nazis because <laughs> they scooped them all up. As long as we can keep the press out of it, we're fine. Yeah, the exactly. The CIA. <laughs> yeah. God. So yeah, it makes sense. Like, this is really when they were like, oh, yeah, we can do whatever we want to our own people. Nobody's going to do anything. Yeah. What are they going to do? Stop us? Exactly. So this is, like, AJ talks about this secret uh, project that was going on behind the scenes, behind the scenes of apartheid, which apartheid, fucking awful, behind the scenes shit also fucking terrible. Yeah, wait. Yeah. You think just separate but equal <laughs> is all it is on the surface? Hold on. Right? You think there's more to it? <laughs> Who would have thought? So, uh Also, they never said separate but equal. They just said separate yeah, in apartheid. Yeah, not equal. No, no. I mean, they didn't even right. try. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't even, even try to hide to equal. Yeah. Or even attempt to like the facade of equality. They didn't even touch it with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, they were just so separate. Uh, while he's in his position of Ministry of Defense, you'll actually find, I'm sure you already knew this, but, uh, sad F, <laughs> the oh, yeah. South, South African, African defense, uh, force. defense Force, sad F, sad F, was, they were getting 20% of the national budget. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, so... Almost as much as... Yeah, almost as much as, as the U.S. America. is currently No, don't they get allocating. like 60? I don't know. They get a fuck ton. A fuck ton. But um, he had influence in 
like shifting that money over and he took part in concealing how much money was being put into the military spending fund. Hell yeah. Um, so 19... 19- Black projects with laundered money. <laughs> real. They really, like, he, they must have had CIA plans. Yeah. Like, the, the amount oh, of parallel that was happening, they must have been working with some CIA folks. I It would not surprise me one bit. Um, so, just, it it never ceases to amaze me when someone that's over like defense like secretary of defense fucking ministry of defense whatever when they get into positions of power it's so obvious where their their focus is going to lie right yeah obviously they they know one fucking thing and it's the military they know like that's their their um ah what like they're fucking public, like, that's their public opinion. Like, yeah. they... That's their campaign point. Yeah, like, nothing nothing outside of our, uh, what is the word? It's uh, relations. Fucking, like, international relations, basically. Their foreign policy? Yeah, uh, foreign policy. Thank you. That was what I was trying to get to. Oh, okay, yeah. Their foreign policy is defense. None of it is is peace talks. It never is, never will be when it comes to somebody that's going from Secretary of State, fucking Secretary of Defense, Ministry of Defense. They're focused on one fucking thing. Uh, so in 1978, good old P.W. Botha manages to slip his foot in the door and become his party's candidate uh, after... The like go to the favorite. Yeah, the previous. Dude, yeah, the right? previous was uh, he was caught in a propaganda scandal and forced to resign. So Botha comes in, he steps in as is a candidate, and he wins like seventy eight to seventy two. He it's it's close, but the lady that he's going against also took part in that propaganda scandal, and so. That's where she gets fucked over there. But she would have been just as bad as him. I was going to say, is she also yeah. just a Christian nationalist? Yeah, she's yeah. just... They, they made it illegal to be anything yeah. besides. Serious. Like, that. that's another part of the apartheid was if you just said, you know, I don't think the government's being run very well. Dead. You could be dead or in prison. You're gone. Yeah. So his big focus, it, like his whole thing when he comes in as prime minister is he talks about self-rule for black natives. Which is, it's new because in 30 years it's been like overrule for black natives. You don't, you don't have a say. So Botha comes in and he goes, you guys now get to kind of choose what you do because we're making you your own thing. So pretty much his whole approach is imagine you have entire communities in in the south in in the u.s let's say pre-civil civil rights movement you have these communities and uh nixon comes out or not nixon fucking uh sorry <laughs> sorry but the president comes out and he says hey you're you're in the u.s but if you're in these specific areas you live in these areas which are diehard black communities then 
you're not technically U.S. You're the kind South. Of, kind of like a reservation. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like except you're except actually, you don't have any protections. You're you're a reservation, yeah. but more more so an entire area like a state sized concentration camp, more or less. Well, it's <laughs> it's actually more similar to the reservations than I thought. Besides those protections, yeah, where uh, you know putting a bunch of people in these specific areas, especially after decades of segregation. And they know exactly where they are because of those decades of segregation. It, I mean, you know, you read about most reservations in the United States are rife with poverty and alcoholism and mental health issues and just physical health issues and so many problems. So it's like, yeah, thanks for giving us this land to, so we can, you know, self, you know, self rule. Uh, I don't know why you, it really sucks that you put us here after there was a nuclear waste dump on it. Yeah. Or you're giving us the land in the middle of nowhere that nobody wants and has no close transportation to any habitation. So it's, it sounds like a good thing, but there, he's really setting up them up for failure. Yeah, it's... it's Like the whole idea, oh, you get to do your own thing, govern yourself, yeah, is, but, is great for the voters, yeah. but on, on paper it sounds great, but then you actually and put these... And it's terrible for the people that are living there because yeah. not only is it non-ideal places to live it's literally the worst place that they sent them you experience like even further segregation when you go out of those areas if you can manage to even get out of those areas yeah if your passbook allows you to these are these are heavily policed areas these are areas where like i said over the last 30 years at this point they've canvassed they've done surveys to find out exactly where they have their high high density of black people and then and, they just and go high make poverty it, make it yes yeah, slight like a block larger and send them all there kind of thing yeah so reservations is a phenomenal comparison to it except like we except- said no protections imagine imagine if you lived on a reservation but you weren't really given your own police force. You were given the FBI as your police oh, Jesus force. Jesus Christ. Um, Free Leonard Peltier. Yeah, like it's militarized police forces that are staying here. Yeah. So. And, they're, and they are being ruled by Hitler. Yeah. Like, and so, that's pretty much it. So he, he comes out with this self-rule, and it's kind of, for a lot of people, it felt like a breath of fresh air because this is new for apartheid. This well, I'm sure a lot of white people were like, yeah, yeah, get them out of here. And at the same time, black people, it it was the the whole thing with Botha that I've picked up on doing all of these notes is that so much of it is the illusion of equality. Yeah, that, that's further the whole point divide. of segregation, yeah. which, yeah, like what he's doing is like he, he looks it's tough. I watched a couple videos because I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I mm-hmm. I was having such a hard time it's, grasping it, all of it because it was very like, difficult. It's like reading an entirely new set of laws. Like, it's just like, what the fuck is apartheid? It's tough. But I watch all these different videos and so much of it is this fucking propaganda machine. Still, there are people that are in South Africa that are black that defend him and it was like what like it was just it was so hard for me for the first like 20 minutes of this of of uh doing research i was like 
wait, what the fuck did he do wrong? And then I would read further into his policies and I'd be like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. If, so, if you go to his Wikipedia page, he doesn't sound terrible. No, like, no. It, they, they put forward a lot of the big stuff is the concessions, the compromises. Yeah. That on paper look good, but in execution, yeah. with, uh, lead to executions. Yeah, with with the 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 rule of law and with the people that were working under him, the the leeway that these laws are allowing, and the further racism that's that's put forth by those laws, like it doesn't show on paper, but it was going on. Yeah, so it very much looks like they also skim over the missiles, but yes. I'm sure you talk about that later. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it very much on paper just looks like oh he's he, he's you know making concessions, he's helping you know lessen apartheid. Yeah. When in reality, the results of those led he, to increased segregation, so much increased violence, to the point where, I mean. If you listen to the episode, apartheid ends very soon after this dude. Yeah, because of how fucking bad it got. <laughs> because of how bad it got. I, I was reading a paper that was written in 1988 about apartheid, and they they were saying that up to, like, oh, what was it? It was, like, up to 93% of young black people that they interviewed, they were from a different country coming in and conducting interviews, they said that violent overthrow is the only solution to solving the current governmental and political issues. <laughs> I was like, holy how, shit. That is how that, bad that it That is got. how bad yeah. it got. So it, I'm, I'm glad you went into it because it's, on paper, he doesn't look like the worst politician out there. Mm-hmm. But oh, he, did, he did some terrible shit. So, uh, yeah, he... he brings on this new self-rule it's just a facade of them leading themselves so that they don't have to budget accord they basically don't have to budget for these areas now because yeah. they're like oh well they're not in our they're not in our jurisdiction they're ruling themselves they can yeah. collect their own taxes yeah. so uh he he still keeps the power in the hands of the white government obviously why the fuck wouldn't he he's He's a nationalist. Yeah, if he actually wanted to make concessions, he would allow black people into their Congress type thing, yes. whatever the f- yeah. whatever it was called. Uh, I, that hasn't even hit yet. We're still five years away from when he makes that. Yeah, that. So that uh, he he works a lot with mixed race communities and Asian communities. Now, the Asian communities that are in South Africa at this time are uh, they are. Indian Asian. Yeah. Overall uh, Indian. Yes. These are immigrants, but most of them are like years and years of like their generations of people that were brought here by the uh, the British because they were sold as slaves. These are the, the Indians that are in South Africa aren't just, this isn't like, they went oh, there like, for a vacation and yeah, wanted to move in. Yeah, and they're like, we're moving here now. We're we're migrating over to South Africa. Mind you, some may have been that. I don't know why the fuck you would want to migrate to South Africa during the <laughs> during well, apartheid. just any time. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know what? Pre eight like eight pre eighteen sixty, I would probably I'd, I'd want to go visit South Africa. Um, but yeah, these these are slaves that 
when Britain took over India, they were sold to South Africa as slaves. And then you've got, um, like I said, mixed race, which a lot of mixed race in South Africa aren't black and white. Um, these are black and Indian. Um, so they they would refer to them as the brown people just because they Wonderful. weren't they weren't in these black communities that these forced black communities i should say so uh they actually so botha goes in and he secures he does his best to secure like more human rights for for mixed race and and asian individuals because he hates black people so much more than he dislikes brown and slightly less white people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it, it was crazy. So like, he opens up more human rights. So like they they allow them more freedom of choice, uh, even though they're still very limited as compared to white people in South Africa. Um and at this time, nobody's actually aware of the secret program that he had put in place while he was when he was Minister of Defense, which was the one that you had talked mm -hmm. about. Um, and because all of the budget is currently tied up in the defense fund, literally, it's gotten even worse than just the 20 percent. Um, gold prices start to fall. And that's where all of South Africa's money is, is just gold. So gold prices fallen in 1979, the economy fucking tanks in South Africa. And so, <laughs> I mean, what do you do when all of your all of your money is tied up in in military budgeting and the other 40 percent of your funding like the the economy drops? And so you just switch it and you say, hey. 100% of our funding is going into military spending. Yeah, defense perfect. Defense budget spending. You start a war to to justify exactly the spending. Yeah. So, uh the influence of resistance groups, resistance groups begins to f begins to kind of grow, which this is the NCA, I believe it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, NCA. Uh, um I I do want to make a Yeah, yeah, go. Go for it. thing on that. Whenever the economy is really really shitty, in history, not all the time, but you are much more likely to see a war breakout because a war basically solves economic crisis. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you look at the Great Depression, terrible. We only really got out of it because we entered World War II. Like, it, the world was in a recession. Germany was in a horrible recession before they invaded. Yeah. You know, it started to invade countries and take over Austria and, like... Because war, you're you're literally a great just industry. investing into yourself. Well, it, <laughs> you're basically mandating a bunch of jobs to open up. Yeah. Saying, oh, well, we got to go open up fa uh, weapon factories yep. and ammunition factories and tank factories. Research facilities. And all this shit. And then you got to staff it. And your return on investment for weapons of war is way <laughs> higher than you would expect. <laughs> which is, you know, just, just phenomenal. It's crazy shit. Yeah, um, so the the NCA, I was going to go into them, but I didn't. I went into the sw swap swapa. I don't remember yeah, what they were called. Yeah. They were a smaller group. Um, so the NCA is 
the main one, like I don't really get much into them in this one. Um, if you want to read about the NCA, by all means do it. But they're pretty much anti-apartheid resistance groups, anti-government groups. And they're based in Namibia, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I probably should have mentioned that in the beginning. Oh, yeah, Since true. the end of World War II, South Africa has been illegally occupying Namibia. They've just, they basically just said, well, this is ours, but we're not annexing you, but our military is there. Yeah, just military presence. Which makes sense. Especially, so if you think of everything that we've talked about, you've got these m- more segregated communities that are specifically thrown into already existing poverty-stricken communities. Yeah. And you've got this occupying, you're occupying a neighboring country who is also going to hit that, or get a hit from that economic downturn. Yeah. So the poor people are more poor. Yeah, of course you're going to get people rising up and trying to fight against you. Exactly. You just segregated people who were doing slightly better to now forced to be just completely, like, the lowest levels of poverty you can imagine. And then you've also, you are... And occupying a country yeah, and you have your military for there for 50 years imagine imagine being yeah i'd, I'd a, start throwing rocks at trucks or something yeah literally yeah uh that was an accident i forgot that that happened you're okay yeah that we'll, foreshadowing I'll, I'll talk foreshadowing. about that in the future but yeah you're you're turning these people impoverished you're saying hey you're not going to get any state funding because we don't recognize you as within our boundaries but we recognize you within our boundaries because we are going to occupy you with a military force. It's like the most hip, like hypocritical approach to like, <laughs> like what the make, fuck it, did they expect? It is astounding. like you, you can tell that they're sipping on their own Kool Aid, and they genuinely do believe their racial theories. Yeah, that these people aren't going to fight back. Yeah. So like, you guys, they're <laughs> idiots. So, uh, like I said, the influence of the resistance group starts to grow, and so Botha comes out in full open support of apartheid. Before, yes, he was he was doing these things that weren't really showing that he was like full on apartheid. He hadn't previously come out in full support of apartheid. Now. Resistance groups pop up and he goes, "Okay, I can either have the uh, resistances continue to happen or I take a stance against the NCA or I just agree with the policies that the nationalists have put in place. And I don't even acknowledge resistance groups in NCA. So I basically just say, hey, what we've been doing is right which then reinforces that every fucking step that he made that felt like progress was, was a, a backhand. It was it all was just a, a fucking ploy. backhand to to what he was doing. And of course, <laughs> fucking white people in South Africa are like, "Oh, okay, cool. cool. Pro apartheid." Apartheid, good. Cool. We're I'm not set. losing yeah. my position at the top of the food chain. Oh, I can God. hire black workers for a third of what I can hire an Asian worker for. Yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Even better. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, he he doubles down and uh, it it surprises and upsets a lot of people. Yeah, no shit. Well, let, let's not, you know, one of the 
better policies that he did. Let, let's remember what, something positive. He made it so that some restaurants in some areas have the option to serve <laughs> yeah. black people and white people yeah. at the same now time. Now they can choose. They never now did. They, and these are these are the human rights that we're referring yeah, to. Yeah, these are the human There's rights. A lot, like, of these, a lot of these are You like, are allowed to choose whether you segregate or not, and yeah. most still would. It, it, I didn't really touch much on it, but a lot of it was, yes, they were allowed more human rights, but, but it was, it was at, left at the tide. up to yeah. it was left up to the decision of someone that's white. Yeah, like, of the like white that. business yeah. owner. The white yeah. business owner can like say so, like I was reading about a beach that was it was a big thing because they were like, well, if you want to whoever owns the beach <laughs> uh it with this community, it was basically, well, this specific beach you could allow black people onto this beach yeah. if the community chooses and then they the community uh, chose to not allow black people yeah. on the beach. So, no shit. Yeah. So, so mixed Asian yeah. and black people are still in the exact same place they were before. It just it, on it never paper, really changed. It looks but it better. looks better as so as a policy rather than as a human rights fucking decision. So, uh, oh, let's and, see. and don't forget the economies also tanking because of increasing sanctions from other countries yeah yeah this is this is very true um even even neighboring countries are starting to distance themselves further because uh actually i'll get into this just in a second um so uh let's see the resistance groups begin attacking like they they start having their their protests they start fucking throwing rocks through the windows of police cars they start actively going after military like they're going all in and neighboring countries basically just disappear from like helping anything out at this point helping out uh nca or resistance groups because they're like one we don't want to get too terribly involved because we're right next door and two a lot of these african countries have just found independence they are just now starting democracy democracies they're just getting their fucking government set up and so they're like we see what's going on in South Africa, and we are not quite going to dip our toes in yeah. that yet because we don't have the budget for military spending. We don't have a secret weapons program behind the scenes that's fucking militari- militarizing and weaponizing fucking like chemical and biological drugs. agents yeah. and drugs <laughs> yeah, exactly. onto artillery shells. Like yeah, so a lot of these a lot of these neighboring countries do exactly what you're saying is. They step back. Yes, the UN and uh, other other. Well, the UN's been trying yeah, to do UN's something been... for like twenty years oh up God, to this point. Not really though. And America's been like, nah, they're yeah. anti-communist. Exactly. So we're gonna not sanction them yeah. forever. They're but an- it's starting. They're anti-communist. They're not anti-fascist. Yeah. But they're not, they're anti-communist. So yeah, there are huge sanctions. They aren't getting any fucking money coming in. Multinational companies are ditching the country. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and so Botha doubles down on his programs, and he creates what's what he calls total supremacy. Oh, I you know what? shit you not. That is... <laughs> at least Hitler had tact. 
Yeah, right? Seriously. He was like, I am Supreme Chancellor. At least he had fucking good names for things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything <laughs> sounds better when it's in German and then translated. Right. So uh, this turns the entire defense budget towards military and defense, or the entire, like, national budget, sorry, oh, did, to did military you, and defense spending. Did you ever hear, did you come across his nickname? Batha? Yeah. No. It's Di Crocodile. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Crocodile. Yeah, the crocodile. The crocodile. But wa- in like German The big crocodile, basically. Yeah, I'm like, God damn it. Sorry, uh, that just popped no, in my head. No, he, he for sure is. He loved that nickname. I'm he did, sure I'm yeah. sure it got him hard. Oh, Jesus. That's why his wife call him in bed. Yeah, it's because he never used lotion. Call, call me the crocodile. <laughs> but in German. While they were in fucking missionary, and <laughs> she's just like, when is this going to be over? With a hole in the sheet. When, when can you give me another kid so I can get the fuck out of here? Yeah, when, when will you stop handmaids tailing me? Yeah, Jesus. Ugh. So, uh... Let's see. So total supremacy. Yeah. So he sets. He starts total supremacy, and uh, their sole focus is stopping anti-government groups. And in in a speech, in this speech that he declares total supremacy, uh, he turns focus to black communities, and he says, he's basically like, look. We get what you're going through. We get that you guys are struggling. But you must, and I, this is a quote, you must learn to adapt or die. Like, just nice. the most open declaration of fucking hate ever. Yeah, and so you're completely people, on your own in the situation that we've created yeah, for you. And so many people still misconstrued this as a non-threat. They were the they fuck? were like what he was saying is that if you don't adapt to the times, if you don't adapt to the the government that we're trying to put in place, you will die. Like, well, like it will it. lead oh, to Jesus. your demise without it without realizing that this is a very open and clear threat. Yeah, he's basically to black saying communities y- snap into shape yeah. or we're going to destroy yeah. you or we'll occupy because that's the only fucking thing that we're focused on right now is yeah. killing. He just got a blank check. To yeah. Do whatever the fuck he wants. So like you said, he has this huge, huge love for the U S Botha had such a big hard on for the U S and he did his best at any moment to condemn communism, uh, like he knew the CIA he, were listening. Yeah, exactly. He knew America because, was listening. Yeah, because they were just behind the scenes taking notes on everything he was doing. Um, and communism is actually what helped liberate and save the neighboring countries, and that's why they stepped back so much because the thing that helped them succeed was the thing that he hated. And as soon as they get involved in things, then it goes back to communism. Oh, it's communism, it, and then now America this, is yeah. going to look at you. Yeah, it turns this big fucking, the big red scare even bigger, and it says, hey, apartheid apartheid wasn't about white versus black. It was about white versus communism. And so, so many of these countries kind of step back and they're like, whoa, we're not we're not fucking with this because they're so spiteful towards red. And I get it, like 
communism, yeah, human fallacy totally destroys communism. It's it's, it's great. Not at its better core. than fascism. Yeah, it's great at its core, but greed fucks it. I get mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, yes, it's a million times better than fucking fascism. So uh despite <laughs> like all of this fucking work, uh in nineteen eighty three, Botha puts a new constitution forward. Oh, great. Um, I love it when people start changing oh, their constitution. The best is that he changes constitution and he puts it up for vote, which is, that's cool. That, oh, nice. It's up for public vote. How nice vote, of them. But the only, the only population that can vote on it is the white population. No shit. Yeah. Uh, surprise, surprise. So uh, this is to establish, and this is, this is another one of his backhanded policies, is that this is to establish a distribution of power. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I a love this series one. of checks and balances. and That's uh, great. And more democratic, you know, more balance of power. Yeah, There's nothing it's wrong with in, that. It's interesting that he's like, oh, we want a three-party system. It's it's very rare that a, that a fascist dictator is willing, who is, you know, enacting total supremacy. Yeah will be okay with splitting power, right? Yeah, totally fine. So uh what a he, good guy. He sets all of this up, he creates three parties, um, and it's separated so that it's the whites, the coloreds, and the Indians is how they separate it out. The coloreds are the mixed race, not the black people. The Indians also does not include the black people because what's their whole thing? Well, the black people aren't technically South African, so why would they have any say in our laws? Jesus. <laughs> so he splits he the this into a, yeah he splits this into a three party system, and he goes, "Okay, well we're still splitting it by fucking race. Like, what are you solving here?" Oh, and didn't the white group have the power yeah. to veto anything from uh, the other two? So pretty much the entire setup is that. Um, it has to pass all three chambers before consideration for and it wasn't just laws like regular laws can just go it they're above all of that so these three powers are strictly on um like race like any any like domestic policy yeah pretty like much internal policy not even necessarily like domestic policies if it was if it was a policy that was affecting a racial, uh, like law, something that had to do with apartheid, changing, yeah, yeah, apartheid specifically, not necessarily like, oh yeah, we're changing like this law, whatever. The speed limits are going up. That doesn't have to. Yeah, anything that affected, I had it written down somewhere. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Always the term that there's, I'm trying to find. Yeah, the better terms are always written down in the notes than what I actually say. I know. I hate it because I had it too. Um, but yeah, basically anything race relations. There, there we go. you go. So, uh, any new race relations that need to get passed, will go through these three parties. Anything else goes above them and it goes, it stays, just, with, it just stays with the white party right? and goes to Botha. Yeah. Yeah. Now it doesn't go through these three parties and then get passed. It goes, these three parties all have to agree on the policy and then it goes to <laughs> God damn it. And then it goes to consideration with Botha. And basically like the executive branch, more or less. So Botha and his, the final say, Botha no and his what. white cronies 
basically you're like, okay, cool. Like all of this information came through the three groups that aren't affected by this all agree that, yeah, let's kill black people. And Botha gets in and he goes, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, like that sounds good. Or it gets through all three houses and they say, you know what? I think that we should expand the, like, the area that black people are able to stay in. All three groups agree to it. It gets to Botha and he says, no, vetoed, kicks it out. Of course. No <laughs> shit. It's like, it's, it's so stupid because it's like they have a democracy, but with a dictator that's still in power. And it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. That's so... This is why it was so hard to do fucking notes on this. Yeah, because, because everything's people, fucking yeah. upside down and backwards. You get people who are like, "Well, they they allowed for a more democratic process." I mean, not really. He still had total control. Yeah, it it uh, didn't fucking change. It's so anything. good for propaganda. It drove me nuts doing this because I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Because yeah, really, everything positive has a backhand to it. Um, so. They end up closing the uh, prime minister position. Oh, yeah, sorry. This passes. Oh, yeah. The white people vote on it. The constitutional amendment, they're like, yeah, cool. This is great. It passes. This happens. Uh, And they end up closing the prime minister position because why the fuck would you be a prime minister when you could be the president of South Africa? It sounds better, right? (laughs) When when the UN says the president of South Africa, not... The fascist dictator yeah. prime minister. Of- <laughs> yeah. And it's a and rebrand. It's, also, it's it's a rebrand, but to make it seem like they've actually started democracy. Oh, in it's South to Africa. like it's to make America like them. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like literally. That's that's pretty much it. It's to make America like them and to come off as a democracy instead. Yeah. Um so <laughs> fascist rebrands on this week's episode. <laughs> so uh let's see. I already talked about all that. I went over. I have all my notes, but I already talked about all of it with. Yeah, uh, so you got to catch up, make stuff. sure you didn't so... lose it, uh, miss anything. So Botha's now president. Yeah. Uh. So. So Botha, as president, he comes out and he legalizes interracial marriage, and he legalizes um, interracial breeding. Um. Yeah, I hate that term. I in, hate it in too. Terms and I, of there was a word for it, but I was like, I don't know. What coitus? The f- no. Uh, procreation. Yeah, interracial procreation. There we um, go. That sounds better than breeding. I know. It's but so yeah, fun. I get it. But uh, yeah. So he legalizes these two things, and it is fucking massive. Yeah, it's a big deal. But this is also to further stomp out black communities. Because they're not going to be able to get into these communities that have that have Indians and mixed race individuals, because the mixed race individuals that we're talking about are white and Indian. They're not. Yeah. So they black they basically Indian, legalize interracial marriage for the mixed and to, the Indians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like. Okay. Yeah. Great. They're like you guys can you guys can now procreate with white people. Congratulations. And this comes off as huge. Yeah, you hear interracial marriage, but there's not really going to be an opportunity for black people to get yeah, married because to anyone that's not the same race as them. Segregated in their areas. Exactly, because of how they're fucking segregated. And that's what, that was the other thing that I struggled trying to find yeah. was, was information on this law because there really are people that 
held it in such high regard. Nelson Mandela being one of them. I mean, it's still... It's big. It's still a step, but it's not as big as it seems. It's a step, but he's doing this to aid in the growth of these other communities, the colored and the and the Asian communities, to further push the black, black community out. Yeah. out of South Africa entirely. Because when you have an overpopulation of three other races and one race you don't want to be there, then you just slowly shift on one of one of the three races into that area. Yeah, it, it and it's just like yeah. And like you That's can still exactly see it what as, he was trying okay, to cool. do. I see yes, interracial marriage good. Yeah. But that's not where would he he had he's, ulterior motives yeah, to it. He's, he's not using it as publicity. It, yeah, he's, he's not, not doing it out of the kindness of his own heart. Exactly. He's not doing it to help black people out of rough situations. He's doing it to further polarize them. Like this is it's just so blatantly mm-hmm. obvious and it's like I get it. It was a step in the right direction, and it did. I think what happened, in my opinion, is that people started to see that, and they saw that he made that step, and they were like, okay, like we're anti-government, but we're in the government. Because there was another name, there was another guy named Botha that was actually anti-apartheid, and he was in the government, and he wanted to end it, and uh, he he basically was like you know that kind of gave us a springboard like yes it did help but the motive behind it was a complete fallacy like fuck him for doing it he didn't do it because he wanted people to love each other and get married yeah it's it's the illusion to the rest of the world that these things are being legalized that we have these three parties and that the the like marriage and, between races yeah. is accepted when really and the sanctions it's just, USA senpai, you know, it's, like yeah, it's just fucking headlines. That's all. That's all yeah. it is. So, uh, to cement that this isn't going to help black people, he actually refuses to free Nelson Mandela from prison multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> but specifically right after yeah. this, everyone was like, "Okay, cool. If you're good with interracial marriages and." people like free love then why don't we free nelson mandela and he was like why the fuck would i do that yeah and like (laughs) at this point he he nelson mandela had requested to speak to meet with batha multiple times each time of course being a big fat no yeah (laughs) no shit seriously and yeah it's like he's not getting out fuck you god damn so uh Tensions are getting higher and higher and higher uh, because the anti-government groups, the NCA resistance groups, they're seeing right through this very thin veil of like <laughs> very poorly, poorly shown anti-racism. It's it's a it's propaganda. Yeah. Straight up. It's so propaganda. tension tensions are getting even worse. And on the front lines of everything, you've got these white colored and Indian people that are now further separated from black people that they now have more rights. And so they now hold more animosity towards black people that are quote unquote occupying their land. And so it kind of creates 
anti-anti-resistance groups. Um, and you start getting police forces who would have thought no that shit. are even further over militarized police yeah. forces. Yeah, yeah, that like they have an abundance of fucking budget now. And so all of the police officers now have fucking AKs and AKs. shit. AKs, yeah. It's uh, Ford for or uh, yeah. Ford Rangers with machine guns on the back. Yeah, right. So uh the police end up acting further on this racism and we have what's called the Trojan Horse incident or the Trojan Horse massacre. Um now what had happened is there was on this block tensions were rising there were a lot of black people that were protesting they were i mean they're fucking rioting and i don't blame them and so the police well not even rioting. no they're not rioting they're protesting in the street like they're just they're just out in the street fucking screaming trying to get awareness trying to get people fired up to go overthrow the government because hey this isn't cool that's the easiest fucking thing this is the only way that's the only thing overturn this so they're they're getting fired up and uh police show up and the press is there uh, this is it wasn't really an organized event by any means, um, but because of what was going on with apartheid, the press were in the area. Obviously, because this is going to be selling like hotcakes in the news. Oh, yeah. So um, up to this point, a lot of people in the rest of the world don't quite know or understand what's going on with apartheid because it hasn't. It well, hasn't necessarily come to a major head. All the all the articles that they've been hearing is that it's getting better. Yeah, because that's the US all they that's all they hear. It. Yeah, because the, the U.S. The is like, okay, cool, like they're interracial getting further, marriage, further anti. They can have kids. Yeah, and they're, uh, they're getting. They have further, the right to self govern. Yeah, they're getting less anti, like, or they're getting more anti communist. They're rooting out communists. It's it's this big thing in the news where apartheid is getting better, but. It's all just like it's propaganda. Yeah, it's it's just all just propaganda, propaganda pieces that are being put out. Meanwhile, you have journalists that are down there that are trying to find footage or stories to send out, but it's so hard to relay that information without knowing all of the intricacies of apartheid, which isn't getting out. Yeah, there there were rumors going on that ended up being true that there were just. If you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, even if you were in your where you were supposed to be and you were black, you would just get scooped up and sent to prison. Yeah. Or a work camp or yeah. whatever. Like there thousands and thousands and thousands of black people were just scooped up off the street, you know, just walking home or doing whatever yeah. and went into prison for Jesus. For nothing. Jesus never had a trial, never had anything, you know. Uh, so you've got like journalists when they would see tensions start to rise i mean they still do the exact same thing some of them start pulling out their cameras some of them start going over to individuals that are watching do interviews and police presence starts showing up you get a couple police cars that are getting there and these these and the nca basically uh they start throwing rocks at police cars so like get the fuck out of here and Correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I was reading, I didn't read a lot about a lot of these smaller protests, but a lot of the groups when they were just, you know, a group in a community who were going to go protest would just say, yeah, ANC, 
or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of them would. They just... like they're not actually part of an organized thing. It's very much like Antifa nowadays, where it's not. Is it a hierarchy? A, is it ANC? Uh, what N- I think I've been saying NCA. NCA yeah. No, it's NCA. I oh, said okay. it wrong. I was like, wait a minute. ANC is what's on my headphones. Oh. <laughs> Active noise canceling. <laughs> that's that's You're why. Good. Um, no, like it's very much like a lot of the protests that happen that have been happening in the United States, where it's Antifa, but it's just you don't like fascists. It's yeah. not an actual like exactly. organized group. In most cases, there definitely was an organized group yeah, of NCA. There's... But a lot of these smaller incidents, smaller. I mean, they're marks, they're even they were always who, blamed on on NCA, no matter they're, what. They're groups that are. Let's see, where is it? I mean, I, I have, talk about one group one that's basically down. killed by the military, <laughs> entirely drugged. Uh, there's one that's it's basically just like a church where it's a uh, it's an open public forum for anti-fascism, basically. But it was seen as an anti-government group, mm-hmm. and they were like, "We're not NCA, but we are our own thing." It's yeah. like it's so like some, SD, some had these... SACC or something like that. Yeah, a lot of people had their own groups. If they didn't have their own group, they would just take the name of a popular yeah. group, yeah, so, just to have some kind of make it clear we don't like you, cops. Yeah, so. These, these anti-government protesters start throwing rocks at police cars, um, and journalists and reporters are just doing their best to collect all of the information that's happening in this area. And during all of this, while there are rocks being thrown, there's this big orange flatbed truck. Mind you, when you think of like an African or like orange flatbed truck, as you would, as you thought yeah, the, during the Ford this, Ranger is or, you would think that or, this is oh, kind of yeah, yeah. just some like dumpy Toyota, like nineteen seventies you know. Toyota pickup. Oh no, I was thinking like one of the cargo carriers with the big cloth over yeah, the back. Right? You know. Um. So, initially, in a lot of the reports, it just said truck. So I was thinking like, oh yeah, it's just like a little pickup truck, but it's like a full flatbed truck, like the flat front face with the like flat windows. Your knees are basically right under the windows when you're driving. Mm -hmm. So there's this big orange truck that's driving back and forth and it's passed this area like three or four times. And the journalists are noticing that it's the same fucking drivers. It's not like this is some company that's just happens to have a lot of traffic through here. And so the protesters start to see that this this is not just a regular flatbed driving through and it's got all these crates in the back so they start throwing rocks at the front windows they start throwing rocks at the sides and all of a sudden all of the crates tops pop open and a bunch of police officers stand up out of them and just start firing guns yeah, right into the crowd. Everywhere, straight into crowds. Um, it ends up with 12 people injured, which, mind you, I know that a lot of these, so um, two kids die, three adults die. And it's like five deaths is a lot of fucking people. It doesn't sound like a lot by today's standards because we have a mass shooting every other fucking day. But five people and 12 others injured is a lot of fucking people hit by police. By yeah. by any bullets, especially when it's from police, um, and they have footage of it. They have footage of this fucking event. If you would like to go watch it, by all means, 
It's the Trojan Horse Massacre, Trojan Horse Incident in South Africa. Um, CBS was one of the very, very, very few companies recording this incident. Um, and police rush after them as soon as they see oh, that I'm camera. Sure. Um, up to this point, the police have done a fairly okay job at suppressing any information that's gotten out. Um, any reports or anything, they stop journalists and say, hey, don't write that down. Give me your notes, whatever. Give me your camera. Yeah. yeah. Or just blatantly arrest them. These journalists uh, who are recording it, they get it on film. And literally, you see them looking at this truck. You see a rock go through the windshield of this truck. And then all of a sudden, like the guy, zoom, the, the guy zooms out. And you see like six dudes pop up out of the back and just start fucking shooting it yeah. is so they baited them it is astounding they yeah. they just wa- they wanted, knew exactly what they were gonna yeah. do they wanted them to be able to defend it it, it was later saying, revealed, oh, it was self-defense they threw a rocket it me. was later revealed that it was called project ghost car oh my god they, of course the the police department planned it so cbs's um reporters get stopped by the police the police take the camera but the guy that was recording was smart enough that as soon as they started to run, he took the tape oh, out of his good. out of his camera, put it in his pocket. They get arrested. They have to turn their their stuff over, and the police weren't smart enough to find find the tape or realize what the fuck it was. So that night, CBS sends it to the UK, where um, the UK sends it to the US. And then it gets distributed worldwide, and it airs on TV that night. Damn! And They're like how crazy! Like how many more of these events must have happened that oh, the sure. press okay. were censored, where, well, where like, the camera and the tape was taken. Yeah, but so many people refer to this as the turning point of apartheid because this is this is 1988. It's a bright orange truck. Yeah. Like, the whole thing. It's so clearly obvious. And it's kind of the turning point because the rest of the world finally sees what actually is fucking going on. At this point, we haven't even seen fucking Rodney King get killed. Like, this is 80s. This is fucking unprecedented. And you're seeing police officers just massacre black people in their fucking like on the block they live in and so it blows up and you get countries that now are starting to take stances against them um and uh so botha and south african authorities find out that cbs has filmed it and they found out the next day that it was released and they kick all of cbs out of the country they they Damn. reach out to all of the other reporters and they're like, everything's limited. Like yeah, whatever goes anything. out goes out through us, basically. Yeah, what a great way to create a network of smuggling yeah, to get seriously. this shit out of there. Um. So let's see. Uh, so Botha even goes as far as um, basically threatening Blackland neighboring uh, countries into not getting involved in South American, South African affairs. He pretty much does a press conference and he, he's like, Hey, look, 
we don't do this. Are you watching the video? I'm watching the video. Yeah. They have shotguns. Yeah. yeah. Like they are not. Yeah. It's... And I'm not talking about beanbag shotguns. Yeah. This is the 80s. <laughs> Yeah, these are they, and this is some of them are just double barrel shotguns. Yeah, like like, pump shotguns. That dude has a rifle. Yeah, like these guys were serious. Yeah, it's they they are not aiming up above the crowd. They are aiming down into it. Yeah, it's it's fucking. One dude's not even in. No, there are two people not in uniform. The rest of them are. It looks like two dudes just on the street that they picked up. They're like, hey, you want to go shoot some black people? Yeah, sure. Why not? It's fuck, dude. But if you if you can Jesus. watch the video, it, they don't really show like it's not like you see people's fucking faces. No, getting you see blown the truck. You see shit. the truck. They're zoomed in on the truck, and um, maybe some people down after covered. Uh, I I recommend watching it. It's worth it. They do a good report. Uh, so let's see. So like I said, Botha threatens other countries after this. He says, "Hey, you're not going to get involved because if you do." We're going to have a bigger issue. And shortly after this, he orders fucking airstrikes in all of these areas. In all of these areas that he just said, hey, don't get involved, he starts fucking bombing them. Nice. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, what? Yeah, especially. And these aren't just oh, it military. Is a, it is ANC. God damn is it? it. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I thought I thought no, so. I wasn't sure. Yeah. It is ANC. Um, But... Are they? Is he targeting neighboring countries? Yeah, these are neighboring countries. I, that, I know for sure he, he did Namibia. Cited, he yeah. bombed a lot of areas in there as yeah, well. Yeah, but these are like neighboring countries, like uh, uh, what was it? Zambia, I think, was one of them. Oh, jeez. But yeah, these are these are the ones that I was talking about. Yeah, earlier. who are just kind of not. They just barely figured all their shit out. He says, "Don't get involved. This isn't your fucking oh, business." Oh, that's why it's called the South African Border War. And then because they starts... probably did pretty much every yeah. border, every yeah. country on the border. Yeah. So Jeez. he starts fucking airstriking everybody. And these are um, like not just military; they're also civilian targets. Yeah, yeah. Like... And and it, and what he's saying is they're going after ANC heavy areas. In these countries is what they're bombing, but no, they're just throwing missiles into black communities. Oh yeah, that's that's countries. where the ANC groups are are Shut because the they're fuck black, up, right? Man. Shut Jesus. the fuck up! It's God, dude, it's so fucked. So, uh, let's see. And uh, during this press conference, he also said South Africa has the capacity and the will to break the ANC. And they're just throwing fucking missiles anywhere where black people are. And these are all innocent fucking civilians. So, I mean, at this point he starts, and mind you, before this he has been, but now it's even heavier that he starts detaining thousands of people without trial. Um, And the torturing and killing of others continues, but it's even bigger now. Because this presence has been fucking manifested even further by focusing the the entire national budget on defense. So, in 1988, Reagan and Gorbachev have this summit where they're basically like, hey, what the fuck, let's figure out this Cold War shit. We're both tired of this. And uh, South Africa is actually one of the discussion points during this summit. And uh, it's decided that Soviet military aid and Cuban troops will all be pulled out of uh, 
Angola, that was one of the neighboring countries. Mm-hmm. Um, with like I said, their neighbor to South Africa, uh, they, uh, like I said, these places are getting their um, like they found their independence through communism. So yeah, they were with Soviets. Like God forbid. Um, so it's all constituent upon South Africa giving Namibia their control back because this will allow the UN to supervise Namibia's fucking uh, elections all over again. Like it, it basically gives a power back to Namibia and they have South Africa has to just stop occupying fuck off and leave it alone and stop being an apartheid state. So, uh, South Africa initially agrees to this. It makes sense to, they're like, we're, we're so fucked with funding. Like all of our national budget is gone at this point. Uh, Their currency was basically worthless because they're fighting themselves. They're not, (laughs) they're not fighting another country. They're, they're fighting themselves, their own... but they're also being sanctioned by everybody. Yeah. So nothing is helping them. So it's like they're holding the knife <laughs> and twisting it <laughs> as the other countries are like, oh, I'm not going to help you. You've done this enough. So uh, six months later, uh, Botha actually has a mild stroke just before a meeting that he's supposed to have in Namibia. And... This allows for someone else to step in for the peace talks. And I genuinely think if he had not had that stroke, apartheid would have continued. It would have taken a lot longer to peter out, yeah. for sure. He, he 100% would not have caught, like, he wouldn't have talked peace whatsoever. Um, and so it's a successful meeting in Namibia. And, uh, they come back, and a month later, Botha resigns. So in February 1989, Botha says, I'm like, whatever, if you guys are going to go behind my back and do this, I'm out. I resign. So uh, this allows a guy named F.W. DeClerc to step in, and he's pro-reform. He's, he's anti-apartheid. And as soon as it's announced who would replace him— um, Botha comes out and he says that he's entitled to be in power until 1990 and he now refuses to resign. And so he even goes to as far to say that he's going to run for another five years. He's going to do another five year term at the end of his current in 1990. And so in April, uh, he and DeClerc sit down and they come to an agreement that the transition of power will happen in September at the end of what would have been uh, Botha's regular term. They're like, we'll switch. Like, we won't have an election or anything. I'll take over, and then we'll do the election, like an interim election year, whatever. And so Botha's like, okay, sounds good. Now in August... 1989 was a shitty year for South Africa. Yeah. Uh, so in August, Botha resigns, and he says that De Klerk violated their agreement because he met with the president of Zambia. And he's like, they're planning a, an insurgency. 
And it's like, dude, you're out in a month. What the fuck would an insurgency make sense for? Yeah, that doesn't... So, uh, he resigns, declared... And honestly, I, I feel like a lot of the Nationalist Party at this point were like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and they all kind of cut ties. De Klerk takes power, and he ends up ending apartheid uh, legislation, and he releases Nelson Mandela. Two very fucking easy things to do that... Could have been done a didn't, long time It ago. didn't need... Oh, uh integration marriage like interracial yeah. marriage integrated breeding like it's like but that's a you can just huge. do these two fucking things they're huge but it's also not oh let's uh no it's not difficult let's, let's make like, a, a democracy that's not a democracy it's like the dude sits down and he says this is done this is done and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna oh he like, just has to sign a paper that beat around the pardoned. bush yeah and it's not like he sits down and he goes okay cool Let's settle this up for these things. He's just like, apartheid is done. We're reforming everything. We're fixing it. Nelson Mandela is out. It doesn't take all this fucking effort. You don't need to do these fake baby steps well, that's, that Botha That's did. why Botha was doing yeah. the fake baby steps to perpetuate his yeah, power. Yeah. He didn't want to end no, apartheid. He didn't, he didn't want to at all. So uh, in 1998... Uh, South Africa actually puts together the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, and they they meet to expose apartheid crimes, and they actually call on Botha to. Oh yeah, wasn't it called the Truth Reconciliation or something yeah, like that? Yeah. The Truth, the panel. Truth and Truth and Reconciliation Commission. That's what I just said. Did you say that? Yeah, I did. Oh, what you're the good. fuck? <laughs> you're good. Uh, so, oh, they, uh, so they reach out to Botha and they tell him that he needs, he has to speak at this, uh, not speak. Sorry. He needs to, um, uh, what? Nelson Mandela. Doesn't he basically run no, it? No, Botha. Needs oh, Botha. To speak. He, he gets like investigated. Yeah. He's being investigated, but he has to, uh, like, Testify. testify jesus dude i my brain is you're good you're mush. good apparently mine too because yeah. i did not hear you say <laughs> you're good. It's a truth long, and reconciliation it's a long episode sorry so uh botha comes well he's called uh -huh. to testify he comes botha comes uh he's called to testify and he doesn't show so no, he, he yeah, no shows. so during this meeting because he can't testify on his own behalf it's found that Botha ordered the bombing of an interdenominational uh, anti-apartheid group, and this is the SACC that I was talking about. It's the South African Council of Churches. Um, that he single-handedly ordered the bombing of this group in 1988. They charged Botha for refusing to testify on a human rights violation that he coordinated, and he's fined and he's given what's called a suspended sentence, um, it's kind of dumb, but, uh, they were like, they can't charge him for this because it, it was inconclusive is what they like. They later come out and say, so he gets this massive fine. Uh, he gets, he never even goes to jail. Uh, and so, uh, let's see in 2006, I know, like, we bounce through the things towards the end here, but he blesses the world. Botha finally does the one thing that he could have done all along, and he ha he dies of a fucking heart attack. Um, now, 
he had like turned 90, I think like two months before. And he had done this big interview for his like 90th birthday and it gets released after his death. Um, and he doesn't condemn apartheid at all. And he doesn't apologize for it at all. He goes as far to say that he has no regrets on how he ran the country. Uh, he even states he never considered South Africans inferior to white, but he agreed that some whites may have held that view. He blamed yeah, he, not him. Yeah, he blamed yeah, okay. the the previous leader. Um, I don't remember his name, but in 1948, yeah. the one that created apartheid, apartheid. Uh, he blames him for the laws of apartheid and its influence over the Nationalist Party, of which he was a part of. Uh, he even says that the whites were happy to perpetuate apartheid, as many of them were, and some still are racist at heart. Huh. Who would have thought? Yeah, uh, but never saying he's racist. So October 31st, 2006, is officially two holidays. Halloween and the fucking Death, death of Botha. Of Botha. P.W. Yeah. Botha. That bitch. What a bitch. So, yeah. That's Botha. That's Botha. Good and, God, Lord. we could do an entire another episode on, um, like, that truth and reconciliation thing. We could do another episode on a guy. He was kind of like a philosopher who came up with a lot of the, the underlying beliefs to what became apartheid. His last name was Ties. T-I-E-S. I don't remember his first name. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But, you know, he like there's so much that goes into it, and we won't, not for at least um, a while. And also, if you would like information on what happened on the back end of everything, the sneaky shit that they were doing behind the scenes, subscribe to us on Patreon because AJ did a phenomenal episode on it. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash points o pressure. Yeah. Hey, look at that transition. Yeah, what a fucking it's transition. Fantastic. <clears throat> okay, sorry, I'm rotating towards my computer slowly. So, of course, we've got the board. We got Nordic Thunder, Toddle Waddle, and Mini D. You got to talk to Mini D. He's moving. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> update your card in the system. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got Abby, AJ's third nut, Thomas, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, Lara Ravo. Thank you guys so much for, you know, helping us keep doing this show for as long as we have. We've got. Yeah. Got over a hundred episodes. Damn. We've got a bunch of free. St well, hold on, we got a bunch of stuff on the Patreon. <laughs> we got uh, at least one extra full length episode per month. Uh, yeah. I, I we think have a every cache of four extra episodes now, dude. I think every episode that is the strong that has been on the Patreon are very like top tier. Yeah, they're really good stuff. But yeah. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. We wouldn't be here without you. I mean, we would. We just wouldn't be. We wouldn't have we these wouldn't microphones. Sound as good. Yeah. <laughs> we, we wouldn't have this better recording software. Well, we, we would, yeah. I guess, because you paid for it. Well, but yeah. thank you guys. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, as always, if you guys ever have any movie suggestions, TVs, TVs. If you have Again, any TVs, yeah, if you, you have any TVs, me. you want to send over, by all means, reach out. Um, books, music, articles, show ideas, whatever. If you need somebody to talk to, reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure, and we will catch you guys next Monday.